Welcome along to the 1000X podcast for myself, Neil Sisson, and my co-host, Keith Cummins. Keith Cummins. We'll talk about crypto in a beginner-friendly way while navigating our challenge to see how easy, difficult, or ugly it is to transform a thousand US dollars into a million US dollars by investing in crypto. For this challenge, Keith and I have each ring fenced a thousand dollars, and each week we will be updating you on our progress. We will share with you when things are going great and also when it's a total horror show. This last week has been pretty choppy, I think, um, and gave everybody another scare there just yesterday or in the last couple of days anyway in the crypto markets. It's hard not to long for the sweet summer days of a few months ago when every crypto pair had rocket boosters attached and was as long as an elephant's ear. And today, the 9th of June, we're still wondering, have the bulls been slaughtered or, or are we just about to see things really lift off again? In this episode, we will discuss all those points and I'm sure more, as well as updating you on the latest movements in our 1000X experiment portfolios. So with all that said, Keith, how's it going, buddy? Well, I've uh, <clears throat> just been recovering from a bout of food poisoning the last nice. few days, which is a really What did you get it from? What, what gave you the poison? Undercooked chicken. Ah, and fucking I knew, chicken. And I knew, I knew it would... I knew... Uh, so I, I, I basically what I do is I fry chick I fry kind of um, chicken slicers. They're, they're, they're kind of like tin kind of slices, like you know bacon basically. So I cut them up very very thin. So you have to be very very careful with chicken, but they're 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 thin enough so that you can fry them in a pan. You can't fry a chicken breast really in a pan, I, I think, because you have to cook it through and uh, it just takes far too long, and you'll yeah. end up burning the thing. So you have to well, if you're really, patient. Uh, for me, it doesn't work. Maybe with certain pans, you possibly could yeah. pull it off. For me, it doesn't work. You're going to have to kind of just cook them into into uh, nice slices, and it is amazing. You cook down butter and garlic, and nice. the added seasoning is just incredible. Well, so, um, and well, so and you here tell it's food poisoned yourself. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. Oh shit! I know to be careful with this, but in this instance, I kind of was. Um, there was a couple of slices that were a bit thicker that could have left, uh, could have done with just a bit more time. Pan, and I didn't check. Them the I check them. So I'm just, I, I, it was, it was probably those ones that did it. Cause um, in addition to that, the pan I'm using is uh, here in this uh, Airbnb is, I don't know, needs to be replaced. It's kind of old and mm. uh, it smokes quite easily. So I was kind of like, eh, I don't mm. like the smoke that's kind of wrecking the place. Um, so I'm going to just take it off and eat it and I didn't recheck really it, but mm -hmm. I could be wrong. It could be something else, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Cause, um, what else could it have been? I know it will. It would, did it usually that kind of food poisoning? I've been food poisoned a heap of times, never by my own hand. I don't think, but, um, but you're, like, you're, you've been smart, huh? Well, like, no, in fairness, I mean, I've taken chances a few times and I haven't been great, but I've never been, the time I've been really bad was actually more often than not, and I love Indian food, so this isn't me casting aspersions on Indian food or anything, but the most times I've ever been sick, food poisoned, it's been from Indian food. Uh, and anyways, but that's besides the point. What I was going to say was, uh, yeah, man, if fuck, that's one thing that used to kill me about Airbnbs, when you're trying to cook, like often you get one of those pans that's like the surface of the moon. It's like it's the opposite of flat. Yeah, whatever that is. That's my and one is. Yeah, yeah, it's not flat. You cook shit on that. You have to fucking deep fry things practically. Yeah, it it, uh, um, it bends up in the middle, 
like a yeah. like a mountain so like uh, it's very, yeah yeah it's it's i mean you could it's usable for for i mean just for frying general stuff edge whatever but for eggs it's crap because you need i think to be flat yeah, you need a flat yeah yeah so maybe i'll buy a new one because totally. i'm gonna be here for maybe another few weeks so i might just go buy one yeah you're gonna stay in uh you don't you're not missing las palmas at all no this is great i have an outdoor gym <clears throat> i can work yeah, out without a mask work out without a, a bloody mask i can um work out outside in the sun if i go back to las palmas there's no gyms that that are there that uh require mm. you to they'll require you to wear a mask i'm not doing that so ah it's so annoying i got my gym here actually, and I'm, i got enough it's 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 great for what i need at the moment which is sun and just working out and mm. work it's very very good for those purposes so i'm going to take full advantage so in a few weeks and cool, it's not reviewable yeah like i'm see this is another thing we were talking before we came on air and i was saying to keith that you know when you settle a little bit after being like i was a digital nomad for five years give or take and when you settle a little bit you start to build up the comforts that you didn't have for those times like i have a gym in the house so like i don't have to wear a mask and i also don't have to uh you know i guess sweat my bollocks off under the sun because I, I was training in an outdoor gym in Cambodia during rainy season, and that was hell. Like it was, it was so hot and so humid all the time. Um, like I loved it, but it was ridiculous. I mean, it was completely out of control. Like they used to bring a bucket of ice water out, right? We'd be doing nice. like uh, CrossFit, and they used to bring this huge like cement bucket, one of the deep ones, with a massive block of ice that they use. Um, they use them for shaved ice. You know those shaved ice things over there? But they would just yeah. have a bucket of like water basically with this massive block of ice in the middle of it. And they'd give everybody a cap, or if you had your own cap, you could wear a cap. Just dip it in the fucking ice water and put it back on your head in between like in between sets. Because it was the only way that you weren't gonna end up with like heat stroke or some sort of fucking It was crazy. It was crazy, man. But actually I'd highly recommend that if you wanna like if you want to really go hard for like a month and lose a bunch of weight, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. There's a place in Cap in Cambodia, brilliant fitness retreat. So that's how to do like a workout in 42 degree heat outdoors in Cambodia. So you get rid of. I think it was fire. about 36 degrees, but it was like 98% humidity or something insane. So like you just felt, yeah, yeah. If you want to lose weight, that's a great way to do it. You'll you will puke a few times but uh you get used to it eventually and it's it's fucking awesome i mean the weight will fall off you. <laughs> but yeah like it's torture i mean it's not it's not the nice easy way you know it's not walking on a treadmill five times a week for half an hour or anything it's rough as balls anyways you know you have to kind of put in some sort of effort to kind of see any gains you know you have to whatever that's totally. kind of working out 42 year old 42 degree heat outside whatever it might be you know you gotta sometimes you gotta do this this tough work you know yeah no i mean i agree with you and yeah like i really liked it i'm a bit of a sadist though when it comes to myself like i don't like things taking too long i, I get impatient if anything takes too long so i just like and weight loss is no exception which is probably why i'm still fucking overweight uh but yeah i just i get pissed off i have to fucking Go hard or go home is my strategy most of the Mind time. So. <clears throat> That's the way to do it. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
So, like, what, what's been going on in crypto, Keith? Well, I think the, the most interesting thing I've seen is uh, El Salvador. I don't know if you're following what's going on there. And a lot of, uh, I think there's a couple of other American, South American countries. Um, Paraguay is in one, I think. Maybe another one. I think there's another mooted that have now accepted BTC as legal tender. Not only that, but they will accept BTC to get an, uh, sorry, El Salvador will, uh, in order to get a passport so for the princely sum of three btc three bitcoin you can which, which is roughly current prices yeah yeah Jeez, three bitcoin like so it's i mean what's that 100 just over 100 maybe at this yeah it's, it, it's 36 right now it's 36 36 grand and change yeah so just so, yeah. 105 whatever it might be so these guys um the el salvador government <laughs> Basically, yeah, you so look, you can. Sorry, you and I could buy a passport for 100 grand through Bitcoin. Well, we could. I mean, you know, maybe we get our uh, BTC together and we'll see what we have. You know, and so we could share the passport <laughs> or something like that. We could <laughs> assume uh, a joint identity, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, We've both got the same haircut, so that's a good start. Well, I think you, you know, maybe I've slightly more hair than you. Who knows? But yeah, we this is this is really Thanks, exciting man. news, and I, I see. Well, I'm most excited about this is that the, the government of, of El Salvador and Honduras has a kind of a similar, well, not necessarily with crypto, but it's, it has kind of really similar business initiatives, entrepreneurial initiatives going on. Um, Honduras effectively has, uh, there's a guy in the Noma Cruz who uh, gave a presentation on this, and I thought it was really cool. It's essentially kind of a country within a country, so a country within um, Honduras. <clears throat> where for all intents and purposes, this, this country is kind of like a libertarian paradise. Um, it's basically governed by the, it's like a zone, a business zone, but you can make your own laws. Anything goes within this zone. It's basically uh, being, it's basically going to be run by the, the people who, who live there and the, the, bit, the people who kind of put the money in, essentially. So you have to invest some sort of money to be able to live there. Um, you guys run the show. You're the ones who make the laws. Um, wow. You bet you. You can do it however way you want. Um, the Honduras government, I think they. I'm not sure exactly what they require from the people who are there. From what like I know, a special it's economic zone, or is it pretty pretty much? But it goes a bit. It goes a bit beyond that, and it goes into the social realm as well. And that's they're um, allowing, you know, the, the normal laws of Honduras still apply to this particular part of. Honduras so you know you can whether it's like gambling I don't know drugs all sorts of stuff were mentioned not that anything like that you do but effectively my understanding is that the laws of Honduras at least most of them for the most part it would be very very much a free kind of part of the world where you can um, live as you see fit so um Honduras have done something similar, and I have to flesh out the details. I don't know exactly how it works, but that's kind of the rough gist of it, from what I know. <clears throat> and El Salvador seems to be kind of maybe going down the same route in terms of um, adopting more of a libertarian attitude towards business, and that, like uh, the fact that they've now, you know, they've now adopted uh, BTC's legal tender, which suggests to me that there are certain people. In the El Salvador governments, and I've I've kind of been aware of what's you know vaguely on a geopolitical level what's going on there anyway. Um, they they seem to be kind of looking to kind of perhaps go down the road of say Georgia or um, 
some other countries that are a bit more progressive when it comes to um, entrepreneurism, uh, tax rates, and um, just being kind of smart in terms of attracting foreign investments into the country, you know, not hammering left, front and center. So not putting tax rates for people who want to invest money. It's a good country, you know, giving tax breaks for people like this, um, letting it easy for people, just, just facilitate, making it easy to facilitate business. And El Salvador seemed to, to kind of twig that, hold on a minute, like we have a lot of problems in a lot of different areas in our country. Uh, economically, we're in dire straits. Um, I think they have one of the highest murder rates, if not the highest rate in the entire world. Um, you know, it's it's the kind of where a lot of the gang problems in, in wow. the United States come from. You know, I think MS-13. I, I, I'm not sure on this. I think they originate from there. So they have a lot of problems. Now, when you say... Sorry for interrupting you for a second, but when you say um, they accept it as legal tender, do you mean, is that not down to the individual business owner to decide if they want to accept Bitcoin? Or are you saying that, like, the tax department or the government well, presumably is using so, yeah, it I mean, as well, reserve that's currency? Legal, or? Well, that's what legal tender means. It's like, you know, I don't think it's illegal to, to use it anyway. Um, like, I mean, if I, if I was living, I mean, for example, if me... You and I wanted to, 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 to transact in Bitcoin. I mean, who's going to know about it? Well, it's potentially that people could know about it, but I mean, no. But even if we illegal. wanted to be, even if we wanted to be tax compliant and say we we set it up, which we would want to be, of course, and we set it up in any country. Let's just say we set it up in Ireland. Like from an accounting perspective, the revenue wouldn't give a shit that we were accepting Bitcoin as long as when we put in our accounts, we told them what that was worth in euro. You know what I mean? We'd say, oh well. Joe Bloggs over there paid us two Bitcoin, so um, you know when we when we when we took that out, it was worth sixty grand. So they'd be like, "Grand, well, that's a sixty grand uh, positive cash flow entry on your books, basically." Yeah, I mean, any any two parties can determine between themselves as to what something you know, uh, kind of a monetary debt or uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's if if I if if I want to pay you in toilet roll, then there's nothing to stop. Um, you're, sorry, yeah, you want that. to pay me in toilet roll? There's nothing for me to stop. There's nothing to stop me accepting that as, as payment for, for services rendered, right? But the mm. <laughs> legal tender is kind of a bit, bit beyond this. It's basically, it's government recognized that this is something which is uh, acceptable to pay in, in lieu of a debt or in, in lieu of services. So it just has that extra kind of legal seal of approval, I guess, that this is. You know, it's it's recognised by the state, rather than just being the sole mm -hmm. preserve of two parties who are who are doing business who have a contract of some sort between each other. Right. The state, it is now legal. And uh, let's look at the, the exact definition. We'll see exactly where. Um, legal tender is a form yeah, of money that supports, are required to recognise a satisfactory payment for any monetary debt. Um, <clears throat> So basically, the courts recognise that this is something you can um, use to pay um, for, for for any kind of services or debt, basically. So it's really it. Um, cool. I'm actually looking here. So yeah, apparently El Salvador has become the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Now, some are saying that this was behind the 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 resurgence of BTC in the last few days. I don't know if that in and of itself is kind of big big enough news to cause that much of a market spike. But I think it was definitely received. It's definitely being received well. Completely. And it's increasingly 
it's it's bullish from the point of view it's, it's further evidence of the main you know increasing mainstream adoption of BTC and this is just the beginning in terms of where we're, where the things are going to go um, other countries I think that we'll, what we'll see is other countries that are perhaps you know don't fall into the category of, of countries that would you know might be say first world developed countries let's let's put it that way right but countries that are up you know on the on the up they're on the up and up and they might have a government you know they might have a smart government at the helm that says okay well okay they might have problems they might have some sort of poverty and they might have the intelligence to realize that the best way out of this is is the best way out of of, of of poverty is always through investment and entrepreneurship. The worst way out yeah. of it is always through more governments. Government yeah, never fixes anything. Yeah. If you go down the road like uh, our own country did this in the 80s and it didn't work from the 1960s to 1980s, Ireland was in business, was, was, was an awful place because the governments didn't have a clue what they're doing. And mm. fair play to Charlie Hawley. He might have been a lot of things and he was, he was a thief, he was a criminal and he was... And he was a lot of things, around. all right. He was a lot of yeah. things. He was a power hungry man. Sometimes, absolutely, sure. yeah. yeah. He absolutely was. Uh, Charlie Holly, if anyone doesn't know, just to give a bit of, he was the, the leader of uh, leader of Ireland, the Taoiseach, aka the Taoiseach, um, yeah. I think from the, the, the 70s to maybe the early 90s. It was maybe around 15 years on and off. He shared it with Gareth Fitzgerald. But he was very, very corrupt. He was a thief. He, he feathered his own, his own nest. He, he, he was involved in all sorts of backhanders and brown envelopes, uh, all sorts of shady shenanigans. But sometimes you have to give the devil his due. He was responsible. He was directly responsible for the, um, for the tax rate, for the corporate tax rate, which was reduced down to, I don't know what it was before, but he was the one who did this. And he uses his idea that, that kicked off all this kind of foreign investment direct investments into, into Ireland that started in the late yeah. 80s. And that was his idea. Now, you might like he him, was, but he was, he was responsible for that. Now, Sorry, just um, on Charlie Hawley, just, for the, just to set the record straight, 79 to 81, 82 to 82, uh, or sorry, 82 to 87. No. March 1982 to December 1982, that was a short one, and 1987 to 1992. Yeah, yeah. Was. I mean, like, whatever you want to say about that man, that he could get shit done. I think that's that's Charlie Hawley's legacy. He was a guy who basically, through the power of his will, got into got into power, uh, and and through the power of his will, was able to get shit done. Whether that was through bullying people, shenanigans, whatever, he he managed to get shit done. And you have to kind of respect that to a certain extent, even though, as you say, he was a lot of other things as well. Yeah, and it's like it, it's. It's always a good idea to give the devil his due, and in this case, I'll certainly give uh, the devil of Wall Street mm -hmm. the devil, as we say in Ireland, the devil, not the devil. Mm -hmm. uh, give the devil his due uh, in what he, you know, whatever positive things he did for for the country. But just to kind of uh, getting off point a bit here, um, I think the broader point I was trying to make was that um, there's two ways any particular country can go. Um, if it's kind of in a stage where it's, it's drowning in poverty and it has all sorts of social problems, like a lot of Central American countries do, the bad thing to do is is always more government. It's always increase taxation, borrow more, you know, pay for big bloated government spending of government um, projects. Mm. And you, you, that's just going to increase national debt and ultimately it doesn't go anywhere, right? So government borrowing money and spending money and 
just increasing the size of governments never works. It's going to fall in on itself at some stage. But what does work is saying, right, okay, well, you know, why don't we make this an attractive place to do business? Why don't we make it easy for someone to come in with a bag of money and plonk it here and yeah. to set up? And even if they don't do anything with it, we just want people to come here with their money. And, you know, Panama did this. And it's no coincidence they're the richest yeah. country in Central America. Like, it's, this, is, this is not too difficult. Um, Colombia have Panama done it completely least. opened their borders, yeah. as I understand it. It was like, on the bank accounts, you can have them. No problem. Yeah. Some money here. And you have on the first side, you have Venezuela, who did the exact opposite, who embraced socialism, who embraced kind of just, you know, getting going to the magic money tree out in the back garden and just uh, oh, raiding it till there was no more left. And guess what? Now they're, you know, they've, inflation is just completely out of control. Um, yeah. it's, it's one of the, one of the, if not the most dangerous place on planet Earth is the highest murder rate and things are just, you know, people, it's just completely gone to shit. So you can go one or two ways and, you know, smart governments realize that the, the way to, to kind of uh, ultimate prosperity is to, if, if they are in a situation where things aren't going too well, like some, El Salvador is, then it is to, to somehow make it an easy and attractive place to do business. So I believe, getting back to my, my central point about uh, that this, this news about BTC, I, I think we will see other countries who might be in a similar economic position, um, you know, adopting BTC as a legal tender as well. Um, it certainly makes sense. Why would you not, you know, make it easy for people to, to, to do business there? And, you know, as, as things progress, you know, cryptocurrency will become part of that ecosystem. Um, I think it's great news. No doubt, um, it's great news. It, it's it's it's. I mean, I I mean, I don't know whether it was necessarily responsible for the kind of any price action we've seen this week, but um, I think it can't be. I really think it can't be understated. I think this is is in the greater scheme of things, this is it, it's it's phenomenal, and I'm I'm pretty happy about it. Um, so really, yeah. that was it for me. I think that was. I mean. Uh, <sighs> I mean, the drop always really, I've kind of lost lost interest in terms of what's causing drops. Was it Trump? He said that he, he said something and there was more China FUD. I, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, Honestly, I, I don't. Mean, I, I, unfortunately, I kind of, I haven't been, you know, due to the fact that I was kind of knocked out for a few days. Um, I yeah. really didn't look at what was going on. But from what I've briefly seen, it looks like that Trump said something and that was enough to cause a market some sort of a dip. Hopefully, I don't know if that douche was the nozzle didn't it doesn't have the power to be able to create crypto market crashes. I mean, the guy, that guy's so old that he can even use a fucking computer. To be honest with you, and and not just old. I don't mean old in an ageist way. I mean in a in a sort of a. Oh, I don't even know what I mean. To be honest with you. Um, yeah, look, honestly, Keith, to be honest, I don't know. I was sick for the last five days as well. Interestingly, we, we both kind of we both kind of got knocked out around the same time. In my case, it wasn't food poisoning. It was uh, just deciding that going outside without a mask. It, I was in Bansko last week, and, like, nobody wears masks in Bansko. Like, nobody. Like, you don't need a mask at all in any situation. Maybe if you went into a hospital, which they don't have in Bansko. But, like, all the shops, doesn't matter. No masks, no rest, restaurants, no masks, nothing. Everything's open. It's like the pandemic never happened. But unfortunately, because, like, you know, I've been somewhat isolated and mask wearing for the last year, my immune system is probably in tatters. Like, and I have a son, a little boy who 
definitely has no immune system for fighting off bugs. He's at that age where he's basically a petri dish. So he picked up something and then gave it to me. And yay. So the two of us have been fucking in ribbons for the last five days, I'd say. But uh, so I don't know either. I've just been watching the price action. I, I've kind of given up on trying to. Honestly, I think if you, I think it's a fool's errand to try and, like, you know, do too much of a of a um, <clears throat> what do you call it? A, a post mortem on crazy Bitcoin price action. Um, it's just too hard to tell. You know, there's been I've heard accusations of market manipulation. Some of the foot that's been going around in the last while is definitely. There's definitely question marks all over that. You know, I mean, the Chinese foot is is not is basically nonsense, as far as I can tell. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think the market just does what it wants to do. I think there's big, big players, whales, who will, you know, they'll try and influence it as much as they can. Um, and they have a they have a very serious toolkit to be able to do that. Not to mention almost like endless amounts of cash. It's very hard to say what, what causes a move when there's so many variables. Um, but the good news is um, yesterday it, I think it was yesterday, anyway, it was possibly the day before, it dropped quite substantially out of a range that it had been in. And it looked like it was headed for 20K. Uh, well, that's what people had been kind of saying might happen. And it just did a nice uh, curved bottom. And bounce back pretty much straight away. And there's lovely, lovely green candles on the chart. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now I saw something today on Coin Telegraph saying some Bloomberg. I don't know if this is a is a positive thing or a negative thing, but apparently somebody in Bloomberg Bloomberg analyst uh, analyst was saying that actually 40k as a target is more likely for Bitcoin now than 20k. So. Is that a good thing? Well, yeah, definitely. It's a good thing I, for me I, anyway. Well, I would certainly agree with that. I mean, I mean how likely is it to go to 20? I mean, is there any kind of really, is that really no, it, realistic? That was, yeah, that was real. That was, that's, and that might even still be a realistic um, potential outcome. It's based on price action. So, you know, like if you look at a chart, forget news and, FUD and all the rest of it. If you're looking at the chart at previous support and resistance levels, um, you know, people were saying, well, if it breaks below this level, which was something in the region of, um, I have a chart open here. Let me just see something around 35-ish. Seemed to be a support level for the last wee while. And, well, at least on the four-hour chart, it took a it took a dive down to... 33 and then sort of bottomed out around 31 that was the 8th of june so 3 3 p.m my time um that's a uh, noon utc um and then it just bounced back like one two three four five six six consecutive um six consecutive hours uh, or sorry six consecutive candles on the four hour chart um and now that it's almost me. it's it's back inside the range again so i don't know if they were just trying to shake out if it's a test and um, to see what the this kind of support levels are down there but um i don't know we'll see what happens we'll have to see what happens in the next few days but 
Um, it's definitely a positive thing to see it bounce back like that. Yeah, of course, and it's it's it is very encouraging, and I think to see kind of strong support like that, we would suggest that going to twenty k, I think, is quite unlikely. Um, any kind of well, I don't know, man. It's it's back inside this lower range again. If it if it bounces around between thirty five and thirty. This is number 32, I think, or something. 35 and 36, maybe 37. Um, it's been bouncing around in there. If it keeps bouncing around in there and goes down again, if it breaks support, um, it'll, that, that can happen a number of times, but each time the what's there to support it, to push it back up above, you know, it's all going to get, um, it's all going to get filled. All those orders are going to get filled. Uh, so... Eventually, it's going to get weaker and weaker. So it could still it could still go to twenty, but it looks like there was such a strong bounce that I think it seems more likely that, or at least this is what the article was saying. It seems more likely that it's going to go to forty. Who knows? You can't tell on crypto. There's no gra- there's no um, crystal balls. You just <laughs> we're all just guessing. Well, we're making edu- educated educated guesses, but no, totally, um, totally educated. Yeah. And Calculate some people are more educated than others. I'm certainly not in the super educated camp. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll have to just wait and see. We'll have to see what happens. I've certainly begun to dollar cost average into Bitcoin again. Um, not for the challenge, but in my own portfolio, I've just added a little bit um, on spot. And we'll see. Gonna play it by ear. Oh. If it breaks 30, if it breaks 30, I'll probably load up a bit more. Is there anything else you're keeping an eye on? Any major alts? Anything that you see as being kind of interesting? Really, cake. I've been looking a little bit at cake. Um, just trying to keep an eye on what's going on there. Um, let me just pull up Pancake. Um, or sorry, CoinGecko. Uh, yeah, just mostly because um, I had accumulated some cake from my my yield farming on pancake swap and I'm also yield farming on pancake swap or sorry on um, beefy finance. I'll get into that a bit later, but um, yeah, so, so not really, I've, I've kind of been keeping an eye on the main, the main currencies. So um, right now I have a bit of Solana that's been doing pretty nicely. I have to say it's, it's up at 41 again. It's been pretty solid throughout this, um, this sort of weird period that we've had the last couple of days. Um, like when I saw Bitcoin drop, I panicked a bit and I was like, shit, what's my Solana doing? And because I have a fairly decent bag of that. Uh, so that's, but it, it was great. I didn't have to worry about that at all. And I have Matic as well. Matic has been. Matic's been you know, funny. It's been Matic's funny. Been, yeah. it's, it's really not done a whole lot. Um, I, I increased my Matic. Well, drops aside from that, I mean, it's yeah. drops in the last few days down to 145, 40, 145. I don't know what's at the moment, but it's in around that. 148. But uh, yeah, 140. I think it was quite, I think it was lower. It was lower than that, even still. Um, yeah. When when we I think yesterday maybe down to 130 something. But yeah, that's that's yeah. it's been a short term disappointment, um, especially after when we we got the the, the crash or the big dip three weeks ago mm. almost now at this stage so when that happens mm. matic really came back very very strongly uh, it was gangbusters uh, yeah and since that recovery it is just maybe it just got winded maybe it was knackered 
knows. It happens, you know. But you have to consolidate. Um, you have to build up a bit of energy, you know. So yeah, possible. And I think it's a know, great time to 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 buy the dip. One forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic price. It's like I was telling my brother. Uh, my brother is now a big shout out to my brother Justin. If you happen to be listening to this, and that he is, he's uh, he's a loyal listener. So okay, big shout out wow. to big big shout out to Justin. He has recently dipped his toe in the cryptocurrency market, and nice. uh, I'm not sure what his bags are, but they're not too dissimilar to mine. So I think he has some meats. I think he has some ADA, uh, maybe Matic. So I don't know, but he's he has stuff like that anyway. I think he's majority BTC. Well, I don't know. I'll have to. He's his stuff like that. Um, BTC is brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's good. Go wrong it's with good. A bit of Bitcoin. It's good, and I'm, I'm happy he's sticking to these coins and not just going down to the the, the gen route like his older brother. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> he's kind of been somewhat sensible. Yeah, so, don't, um, don't, yeah, don't do that, Justin. So uh, yeah, he's, he's he's so far he's been sensible and he's 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 got in at a very very good time um because the market is i don't think it's going to go much lower realistically i don't think uh btc is btc to 20 is realistic um we might see further dips like we've seen in the last few days but i think this is probably as low as we go roughly maybe we might hit 28 29 i think we're going to be looking at that range and we might range between the late 20s and uh late 30s for who knows maybe the, a couple more weeks a few more uh, maybe possibly the rest of summer who knows but i think we'll stay in that general range for a while but my brother is, mm-hmm. has done what anyone who is thinking what anyone who's thinking again into cryptocurrency for the first time he is done 100 the right 100 uh, of the right moves he has majority position in btc as far as i'm aware and then he's kind of gone down to etc after that and he has the best of the, the best of the best of all. So he has some uh, Cardano, some Matic, wow, um, best of the best, huh? So it's, he has those kind of coins. I don't know if he has those exact ones. Um, maybe he has stock. Well, I don't know. He's but, playing but, in the top twenty-five anyway, basically. Yeah, it, and this is this yeah, is so why. It, yeah, it, it's solid because none of these are going to, you know, none of these are going to be rug pulled. Um, none of these are going to go to zero anytime soon. If they do, it'll just nah. be sort of, some sort of catas- catastrophic yeah. uh, tech failure. I mean, it, it'll just have to be something so bloody big. And with, with, with yeah, these teams... Or, or the founder is found to be a pedophile and he's yeah, got seven children in his basement or something. Yeah, it's short of that. And even yeah. now, I think they would still bounce back. You know, I think even with a, with a dodgy <laughs> pedo founder, I think they would still be fine. Pedo failure is worse than uh, God. We're going to get in some trouble for this episode, man. Fuck me. Yeah, uh, pedo well, failure is is less bad than uh, financial failure. Oof. Well, I'm doing the episodes at the moment to iTunes, and after I was just looking at them, and I was just like, is this um, adult or is it PG? Am I? Shit. <laughs> uh, adults, 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 adults. Ex- oh, explicit. Sorry, it says explicit. You have to mark it as right. explicit. So um, I have to mark them all as explicit. I don't know if we if that if we weren't going to do that. If we didn't mark them as explicit, what would happen? Maybe we get in trouble. But yeah, my sorry brother, for I'm my brother. Um, you know, basically, it's it's a good chance to kind of pick with the, the fact. Well, actually, we're talking about Matic and how fact the, the fact that Matic uh, hasn't performed. If you would say that, like it's been somewhat underwhelming, um, judging well, compared to kind of recent, it, it's recent uh, own high standards. So it hasn't really done a whole lot um, in the last kind of two weeks. 
So what I did was I increased, I increased my position after the, the, the run thinking this would happen again. Of course it didn't, you know, that's kind of typical of the, the kind of look I have. Well, it's important to remember that, it is important to remember that Matic is going nowhere and this is perfectly yeah. normal. You, this is not going to zero, that the protocol is not going to fail. If it does, it will be highly unlikely. It's not going to mm. be rug pulls. Um, and other things which you might associate with meme coins are kind of, you know, low cap. I mean, when I say low cap, I mean low, low cap. I mean, you're talking just yeah. seven figures, basically, not even yeah. you know, less than 10 million. Uh, yeah. These kind of projects, um, all sorts of shenanigans can happen with them. Um, even even projects that are higher, but once once you get into something that's you know ten billion or whatever it is with the likes of Matic, um, yeah. these problems aren't. They're, they're they're here to stay. If there is a period where nothing much is happening, uh, rest assured that, that that will change at some stage. And oh yeah, it's the time the, to buy is when the price is as low as possible, not when the price yeah. is as high as possible. Like. Matic is Mark Cuban is investing in in Matic. That's the project. That's if Mark Cuban is prepared to put a serious chunk of his money in there, that's good enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. So He's it's important to remember, and it, it's a broader point about the market at the, the current moments that um, there is a lot, a lot of fear. Um, there's a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt that's, that's uh, you know blowing around like a bad flu, and um, it will it will. It will change and it will ultimately blow over. And the best thing to be doing in this at this particular time is to, to be looking at these top 10, 20, 30, all the way up to the top 50, I think. Uh, these projects are good long-term holds and you know, it's, it's a great time to, to catch them at a point where they're lower than they ordinarily will be. And um, you know, there's even not just the Maddox's um, the ADAs, there's, there's, there's other great projects like Aave, um, you know, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi for me was, was kind of kickstarted my, my De DeFi experiences back almost a year ago. Um, last summer it was, it was a great summer. Thanks to Wi-Fi. Um, you know, Curve, CRV, um, I mean, Synthetics, a lot of these great projects are just as reliable and solid as the, the bigger kind of infrastructure projects, the likes of the ADA. So they're, they're mm -hmm. ones that would be equally, and I think a lot of these could arguably be better long-term holds because they, um, their market, their market caps are a lot lower, but that doesn't mean they can't get to those highs that, that, that the, the, the likes of ADA are currently at. So arguably they're, they're even better holds or better, um, potential investments than, than the ADAs in this world. Cause they still have, um, you know, they, they have quite a lot of stability, as in, you know, they've proved themselves over the last year or two so, since DeFi began. And uh, they already have a lot further to go. Oh, yeah. So just something yeah. more to consider. Um, so I'm considering I'm considering looking at the market, maybe getting over a week and maybe diversifying down, trickling down into these, um, you know, the, the likes of, uh, the, I've, I've always been a big fan of Wi-Fi, so that's, that's probably number one on my shopping lists. The unis, the sushis, um, you know, cake is yeah. a great one. So th these are ones that I'm kind of actively looking at this moment. I think, I think just for the the sort of more um, beginner newbie type people who may be listening, it is worth it is worth saying. I'm just looking at the top 25 here at the moment, and um, on Coin Gecko, 
Um, you know, like anything in the top, the top, I would say, well, fuck it, Dogecoin. This is the thing with crypto. Dogecoin is number six, right? Now I have a bag of Dogecoin. <laughs> oh, really? Because I just, yeah, because I just couldn't not. I was like, when did this Elon Musk? When did I buy Doge? I had no a idea, Doge. A few weeks ago. Did you, did you get in? As, did you get in when it was nice and low? It yeah, I bought in when it was lower than. Well, I mean, I don't know what. It's very hard to say what nice and low is these days, to be honest. I mean, it, it, like it got down to about twenty five cents or something like that. I think um, when all the no, I didn't. Were, I didn't I get know. that. No, no. Uh, I got in at about. Uh, I forget exactly. It was before it took off again. So maybe like. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know, maybe like 20, 29, 28, something, 30 maybe. Um, at the moment, it's, it's like 33. I don't know. It, it's bouncing around all over the place. Um, it went all the way back up to like 35. I, I didn't buy it on a short-term hold, and I didn't put a huge amount of money into it. I just figured there was – Elon Musk came out saying that he was talking to the Dogecoin developers, and everybody laughed. They're going, there are no Dogecoin developers. There was one guy who, like, set it up as a joke and launched it, and it took off, and then it's been bouncing around ever since, etc. Um, but apparently there is a developer or developers who are willing to work with Elon to make it work. Um, and – you know, people laugh at Elon Musk. There's been many, many times that people have said to Elon Musk, you know, yeah, you can't, you can't have electric cars. That's ridiculous. You can't have, you can't have rockets. You can't, rockets can't be, can't be built and flown by a private company. That's the jurisdiction of like NASA and, you know, government agencies around the world. And he, every single time people have said, and no, I can't be done. The, the man has just done it. So like as much as, he, as he's, definitely hated and vilified at the moment in the in the bitcoin space i don't know i just figured fuck it i'll throw a few hundred quid at it i think i've i think i i think i've spent about 500 dollars at 30 cents did or something. you just uh, to go about elon musk did you hear about the other coin he may or may not have tweeted about uh the weekend i did hear something about this yeah um which which one was it <laughs> i fuck i forget i forget now come rockers uh, <laughs> cummies oh was it cummies yeah shit that fucking coin i wish i had it, it went it went boom uh, yeah. did it did 5x within 10 minutes oh so what gosh. he did was he didn't actually he didn't actually come out and say it, but what he did he's he, he tweeted come rockers in emojis so there's the 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 the, the splash in a rocket. Well, yeah, yeah. The, and <laughs> um, didn't actually come out outright really? and say that it was come rocket. But yeah, yeah. You look it up. You, you, um, and I'm just looking at the seven the seven day on CoinGecko, and it's like it was seven cents, and now it's like, well, it's it's up twenty eight point six percent. Like that's yeah, and it's it's been dipping ever since. Cause, twenty four hours. No, in the last twenty four uh, hours, it's up twenty eight point six percent. Oh really? Seven oh, days, wait. it's up one hundred and two percent. On fourteen days, it's one hundred and twenty seven percent. Jesus, like, see, this is the thing with Elon, though. Like, that will fall. Well, it may not actually, because it actually, I think, I was surprised by that one that it actually did have a sort of a, a use case behind it, and there were porn stars coming online and stuff. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The difference with Doge is that if he if he's serious about uh, about trying to bend Doge to his will in the sense that he sees a use for it and he's if he can if he can make it I don't know if he can help the developers realize that vision in some way then who knows who knows it could be the currency of Mars or I don't know nobody knows what's what's going to happen there but uh, he seems to be just I mean he just seems to live for you know, he seems to just like trolling for the sake of it. So he's picking all these weird coins like Doge just because it's, it's it's something of a joke almost. And but he's been with Doge. He's been in – he's no, but like he actually – well, I don't know. He's saying he's talking to the developers, so we'll see. I, I bought it as a sort of a very long-term speculative thing. I don't intend selling it. I don't intend doing anything with it. I'm just going to hold it like for if five years. Let's see what happens. If it goes to zero, that's okay, you know? Um I think um, I can't remember who was who was talking about it. It was uh, one of the big uh, crypto YouTubers I I listened to, and um, he was of the opinion, and I, I really agreed with his, his analysis that Dogecoin is going nowhere. That oh, yeah. I, it's going. It's, That's it's what most just, people are saying. It yeah, doesn't yeah, have any fundamental this, value. Doesn't have any fundamental utility or value right now. I mean, that could obviously change, but for the moment, mm-hmm. it's it's. It's just it's the meme coin of meme coins, and uh, but that doesn't mean it's it's it, that it's it's going to go to zero or anything's going to happen with it because it is just built up. It's just gotten too big, um, and it's too much of a community. Whether they're fans, people who hold it, it's it, it's it just. I mean, Shiba Unu is almost got to the same stage. Safe Moon, similar, I guess. Oh, it's That's, Shiba was fallen. She was died of death. It, it's it's it's. I don't think it's started there. I think it's, I mean, it's still, still there or thereabouts as far as I know. Uh, like, has it started there or, well, that's stem number 31. So, well, maybe. Doge, Doge has been around, around, Doge has been around for a very long time. Um, but it didn't do anything. It, it didn't no. do anything up until January. I mean, the only thing that was that kicked it off was Wall Street, was, was these Wall Street bet guys and they decided. And I remember the morning, that I saw it, uh, when this all started because um, it was around late late January approximately. And in the group we're voting, the, the New Money Masterminds, um, some guy posted up and says, okay, this group that apparently was behind the, the, the whole uh, GameStop shenanigans, these same guys were, were planning to pump uh, Doge. So yeah. he told us about this before anything happened. I remember watching it the entire day go up. I remember sitting there going, and um, I remember, remember like I jump in, no, I was just like, no, this this just feels wrong. It feels feels a bit scammy. So I never did anything in the end. Mm. And everyone else did. And of course I just sat on the sidelines. But mm. I mean, since then it's done fifty X, I believe, at least. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's gone completely nuts. Yeah, in January let's see, on the fourth of January it was worth one cent a coin or whatever. And it went all the way up to the all-time high was 73 cent. It's down 54% from the all-time high at the moment. Uh, but it's up It's up an insane amount of percent. It's up 385,125% from the all-time low six years ago. Yeah. Look, I don't know, man. I, I, I could, look, if the analysis is Dogecoin has no utility and therefore it's worthless, 
and that's why I didn't buy in up until a couple of weeks ago. Um, the only thing that, that changed my mind on it is that everybody has said that since day one about Elon Musk about things. And is this a serious thing for him? It's very fucking hard to say, man, because you've got a guy who built electric cars and people were like, ha ha, that's a joke, right? Like you're going to build electric cars. And then he did it. And now it's one of the most desirable cars you can buy. But it also has a Model X that fucking dances, you know what I mean, to music and flashes headlights and doors open and shit. Like the guy is, has a funny sense of humor. Well, this uh, is the thing. Well, he's it? also not afraid to do things, you know. He just, he doesn't see limitations the way the rest of us do. Um, well, so I'm a big Elon fan, I think, and I'm, I don't know, I just took the view on this that, fuck it, it's a punt. It's definitely a punt, like, no doubt. But it, like, versus a project, like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think it could be interesting. And, and as well as Elon Musk, by the way, there is still the whole doge to one dollar um, crowd that are, you know, it's it's had a fairly loyal following for a very long time. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, I think that the broader point about doge is that it's you could um, certainly make a case for it being as, as solid as investments as any of the, the, the big, uh, more serious alts, the sols and all these guys. And uh, it's going nowhere and it should oh, be treated right. Well, it, it, in terms of in terms of value, I think it's 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 here to stay in that way. It's not going to just just collapse. Mm. And I, I I was initially of the opinion that you should. You, I mean, a friend of mine, she 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 just had she liked Doge. I mean, she just was like, oh, I liked it, the dog, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So she liked the dog. And, uh, Who doesn't like the dog? I mean, the dog is amazing. Everyone likes the dog. So she just had an attachment to the coin because of the dog. I'm like, okay, cool. And <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, listen, you know, this is going up and it's pumping, but just treat it, treat it like something which could go to zero or collapse at any stage. Yeah. Be very careful about uh, putting it in and just watch it monitor very, very closely. And if anything kind of funny business happens, get the hell out. I would not. I would not say that about it now. I don't believe that is a realistic possibility. I think it's now in the brackets of the big defies, defies, and larger alts. Um, it's here to stay and has achieved some measure of respectability. And I think you could, Sorry, what? regardless, you can regard it as a reasonably safe bet as, as safe bets go in, in crypto. I think this is, uh, it has achieved that kind of measure of respectability. So uh, it's no longer just Doge. Oh, Doge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it could still go to zero. Yeah. You don't think Doge should go to zero? I do. No, I don't think so. I think it's it's got too big. It's too much of a community. Um, yeah, it has got a good community in first. But it still it's, doesn't have any real utility, so it's a questionable long-term investment. But Yeah, I think it'll be okay. I think but Elon Musk is a, is a maniac, like, in a good way. I mean, sure. that, I mean that as a, as a compliment. Like, he could turn around and say, guess what, on Mars, Dogecoin is the currency, like, and, and, and also I've worked with the developers and now it's completely solar powered or whatever. It's, it's electricity run and the transaction fees are zero. There's no transaction fees. You know, it's the currency of the future. You just don't know what that guy, like, um, what, he's, what his brain is hatching. Well, I like he's, about him, he has, he has um, you know, he has a libertarian spirit. He has, uh, he has a mischievous sense of humor. He's yeah. not um, like a lot of these kind of tech 
I mean, would you even class him as a tech tech guy, tech entrepreneur? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But a lot I of these, so, yeah. a lot of his peers would really be, you know, they're just not likable people. Um, they don't have any charisma. They don't have any warmth. I mean, I don't know if you take. But they're also. I, like, I mean, who, who would genius. who would be like? Hmm? He's a, he's a fucking genius. The man is a genius. He's he's oh. Asperger's as well. So he's yeah. Like he's not a normal man. He doesn't people like there are not many people in the world, probably none, that look at problems of the scope and magnitude. You know that Elon Musk looks at things and goes. You know, he goes, like, we need to be a multi-planetary species. Okay, I'm going to make that happen. Like, who the fuck thinks like that? No one. No, there's very few people. Some people might go, okay, I'm going to join NASA and try and become an astronaut, or I'm going to learn more about astrophysics so I can help build better rockets. But, like, this guy goes, no, I'm going to solve the problem. I'm not going to solve the problem of being better, you know, of creating better rockets. I'm going to, I'm going to make us a multi-planetary species myself. I'm going to start a rocket company. You know, I think it's, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He is, his his vision to see these bigger, bigger, broader problems is 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 immense. It's quite spectacular. Mm. It's quite cinematic, almost. Um, mm. I would. I think it's only a matter of time before he gets in in the cryptocurrency game personally, and it's not you know not just be a commentator or. <laughs> You know, that's someone that's who it. just... That's what I'm saying. Well, he's going to have his own it. coin. Well, I think... He, it, well, maybe it's Stoja he just goes down the own route of, of creating his own. That would maybe make more sense. Who knows? Or he might just yeah. utilize Doge. But either way, well, he's going to... It's, it's, it's a top 10 coin already. It's got a very active user base. Uh, yeah. It's a large market cap already. I mean, it's sixth... You know, Perhaps it's already his... in almost every exchange. There's a lot of hurdles already been jumped. Yeah, to be honest, that's so... probably a better. Yeah, that's probably a better route than this. Just to say, well, what you know, why you know, rather build your own. I'll just you know, um, annex I'll just... Doge. I'll just yeah, take I'll it over just... and make it my own. You know, basically, yeah. <laughs> but like, think about it. Like, if you're the guy that started Doge and Elon Musk calls you up and he's like, "I want to help you make this better." You're gonna be like, "Fuck, okay. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we make it better? Because it was a joke. It started off as a joke. I can't even believe it's still here. You know, like, so yeah, cool. Like, let's do it. And his sense of humor as well. Like, I could totally see him with like thinking it was fucking hilarious that the currency of Mars has a dog on it. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Like, I could totally see that. But yeah, I mean, um, he's done with commies. And I think he'll 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 do this just randomly as just just I mean he would go for cummies, great name by the way you know it's like a mm. I like it <laughs> for multiple reasons, um, and he's not going after say Tron, he's not yeah. like sick picking um, Ave, or he's he's not picking WeChain you know he's going for these ones that have memeability about them you know that have some sort of uh, you know they have some sort of you know, fun aspect to them, you know, there's something um, a bit yeah. kind of um, dangerous almost, there's a bit kind of something um, outside the realms of normal coinage. So, yeah, yeah he's just, just kind of... I just don't think his brain works the same way ours does, you know, he doesn't yeah. look at things in the same, from the same True. perspective as most of us. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think, I actually think it's genuinely ironic that I don't believe that money is especially important to the man beyond... Like, I don't even think it factors into his decision-making. I think he's much more about, like, 
problem solution how can i engineer solutions for things and then twitter is definitely for fun i mean yeah and half of the crypto stuff i mean i'm sure he's gotten in a ton of shit for it uh for the the backlash and stuff that he's gotten from like there's a lot of people who got liquidated just on his tweets yeah like i saw i saw a guy a guy i follow i'm not going to name names but he had set up a, a hedge fund he'd been training a bit of crypto he set up a hedge fund i think sometime towards the end of last year and he had between his cash his capital and other people's capital that he was investing he had around a million million dollars and he grew it to 60 million dollars right and then got and then got harshly liquidated in that big crash um and lost you know how how he got liquidated what happened exactly no i don't know the leverage the leverage trading well he must have been if he got liquidated he must have been leveraged yeah um and he was obviously over leveraged i would say he he had way too many eggs in one basket is my guess if he um you know if he got that liquidated where he lost uh you know he was saying he lost 10 million of his own money basically that day so yeah that's fuck that's a rough day man i mean i've had rough days but i've never lost i've never had that kind of cash be, yeah. don't worry we'll get to the stage where lose when he was 10 million you know it'll be a nice place to be in you know down from 100 and 10 million is wiped out in a few hours yeah um, <laughs> i wonder if and when any if either of us get to that stage you'd be like do you remember those days where we're just like do you, you think know, the numbers just scale do you think you get to a point where you're just like you know like when you start off and you've got like a thousand dollars or a hundred five hundred dollars or something and you're like oh fuck something went down a hundred bucks i lost 10 percent of my portfolio or whatever and it hurts a bit to lose that kind of to see that kind of volatility and then you get up a bit more and you know i do you think you just keep adding zeros to your to your mindset that eventually you get to a point where you've got like 100 million and you're trading it and you lose 10 million like you were saying and it's just like ouch but not like i'm gonna throw myself off a bridge ouch just like oof out of that stone that was a really i fucked up there i should have done something different and you, you probably have the same conversations but i wonder do you ever think fucking 10 million what the <laughs> you know most people don't earn that yeah most i know i know entire what you mean families is, don't earn that in their entire life yeah i know what you mean is 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 the experience any difference when you get to that kind of level? Uh, well, I'm not the yeah. man to ask. I don't really know because I'm not at that level. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I don't know. Um, we'll have to get a whale on this stage and ask them. Hmm? We'll have to get some mega whales on the show at some point and ask them. Yeah, I think we both, we both know some anyway. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, whales. But, I mean, is it achievable to get to there? Oh, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Hmm. Um, yeah, I believe so, too. It's, it's uh, over the coming years, especially. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember we want to just really scratch the surface in terms of where where this can go. And the opportunities will present themselves. They presented themselves, I mean, they present themselves really every day, like I see them. And you know, hmm. necessarily, well, not to get to 10 million or 100 million. But the point is, the opportunities are always there. And for whatever yeah. reason, you may or may not take advantage of them. And it's hard to take advantage of them always because, you know, for, for various reasons, you might need to research them more. You might to, to do X, Y, Z in order to kind of say, well, this is just, is this the right thing for me? But the point is, the opportunities yeah. are there. They're there in abundance. 
and one would hope that at some stage you would take advantage of them and use them to, to get where you need to get to. So um, I'm, I'm confident that, that that goal is easily achievable. Or easily, sorry. It, sorry, it's achievable. It's doable. Yeah, it's doable. It's doable, yeah. It's, uh, it gets easier the more you learn about the game, the mistakes you should make, shouldn't make, sorry, um, the pitfalls to look out for, what does work, what doesn't. Um, just even about kind of uh, stuff like market sentiment, what you can expect in certain situations, what's likely to happen. Um, based upon that, you know, take appropriate action, um, which is some things, things that kind of newbies might do. They might just get panicked and just go and sell everything. And, you know, you might end up buying the top and selling the bottom. Um, yeah, we've all been there. Like we've all been there, yeah. But as time goes on, you realize that, you know, you don't need to necessarily sell the bottom. You can wait this out. And it will generally turn around for the most part, exceptions aside. But um, it, it's all these little things that, that's, you know, you'll get these experiences. Um, and really, I think that these experience, the, the lessons gained from these experiences really only become apparent uh, after you go through them. You know, you really need to, to put your hand in the fire to know it burns. Because um, a lot of the, the stuff that's yeah. on paper you shouldn't do is you could write pretty much what you need to do to be a decent investor in a few lines, maybe. You know, it's not that mm. difficult. That doesn't mean you will internalize those lessons and you will stick to them 100% of the time. You know, you, you simply won't. You won't. You won't. You won't. And I, I believe that you really, the only way to really learn them is, is to experience the pain, uh, go through that, that, that process, go through that experience, and then come out to your side mm. and go, well, okay, well, that was a bad idea. I won't do yeah. that again. You know, like the child, sometimes the child has to put his hand on the, the, into the fire to, to know that. It's, it's, it's hot and it burns you know yeah. or you put your hand on the stove or whatever like you know no matter how many yeah. times you tell the kid hey don't do that that's a bad idea he's like Bruh. so it's, it's just one of those things that um it, it's it's you know the rules are simple the rules of engagements are very simple they're very straightforward um there isn't too many of them really if you're being frank about it to to, to, to be a good investor to be able to trade properly there's it's, it's not like you're you know, uh, it's, it's not rocket science. It's not. It's not heart surgery, brain surgery. Even um, the rules are simple, but applying them. I'd say heart surgery is hard enough as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not hard as brain surgery. But I mean, I'd brain say surgery. It's, it's brain surgery is, is you know is the daddy. But you know, I'm not. I'm not knocking on heart yeah. surgery. Heart surgery is, is bound to be pretty fucking difficult too. Yeah. Um, but it's not in that realm in terms. Certainly of, wouldn't want me operating on your heart. No, no, or, or vice versa, you know. Um, but it's not in that realm in terms of, of, of uh, intellectual uh, ability or difficulty. But what it is is more of a mindset thing that you have to you have to kind of callous your mind. Um, you have to take these lessons and really, really deeply internalize them, callous your mind to a lot of the psychological stress and pressure that, that does go on. And mm. um, utilize all of this to kind of basically make the right decisions at the right moments. Uh, in order to get yourself to the right place and it's hard it's, it's not easy yeah it's, it's really it's hard it's just it's it's really about it's you know david goggins is i don't know if you know who he is if you heard of him david goggins is arguably the toughest man in the world he's a big he's a hero of mine so this guy really he um i think he went through the navy seals hell week twice or three times he 
was apparently very, very overweight. And he was a failure in life and he was going nowhere and he decided, okay, right, I'm going to do something to turn my life around, right? I'm going to become a Navy SEAL, right? So the, from the time he, he decided he was going to become a Navy SEAL to actually becoming a Navy SEAL was maybe, I don't know, not less, it was less than a year, but he was grossly overweight and everyone, even getting to the stage where they would let him apply was tough. So he went and applied in a bunch of places and they all looked at him and said, hey, you know, you're, you're, um, you're not getting it. But anyway, long story short, to get to the point, um, he has since been dubbed the, 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 the toughest toughest man alive. And the reason he's been dubbed it is because he's just gone through all sorts of crazy, you know, 200 kilometer, 200 mile marathon, you know, two day nonstop runs. Um, he's run on broken legs. He's smashed up his body and nothing has stopped him from effectively achieving his goals. So, He's just an all-around badass, but he has a phrase which I really like, uh, and it's just learning to callous your mind against these outs uh, nefarious outside influences, and just really stealing your mind, just going to, like you know putting your feet into the fire, and experiencing this process over and over again. And at, at some stage, you you become immune to it, and your mind becomes callous, and this is really the case with with I mean, if you're whatever the case, you're day trading or just more kind of just a hodler. It's really about kind of going through that mind callousing um, and learning okay. those lessons and internalizing them, you know. Okay. So cool. Well, look, let's um let's jump into the thousand X before this becomes a five hour podcast. <laughs> uh, so um is it okay if I go first? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see your entire screen. I'm actually not sure how this is gonna work with my Okay. Well, you have your multi monitor setup. Is that right? I have my beast, my my forty nine inch ultra wide. It's so fucking cool, dude. Um, but actually, I, I don't know. Like, I yeah, <laughs> maybe. But like, honestly, if you used one, you'd be like, oh god, how am I going to go back to the laptop? Really, it's. Okay, let's try this again. Um, all right. Don't share your entire screen or browser window, just share a tab or a different window instead. Okay, I don't know what that means. All right, so, um, okay, look, so yeah, look, <clears throat> mine's gonna be a quick one. Uh, Jesus, I'm down about $500 for memory. Well, 350 actually, uh, from last week approximately. Um, I, I didn't do a huge amount. I've sort of been stuck kind of uncertain about what to do. I had intended to do some yield farming, but for an assortment of reasons, um, that didn't work out the way I wanted um, this week. Uh, primarily because I was originally going to go into UBX. I was going to put the money into UBXT, BUST, um, like I have in my main portfolio. And... Um, yeah, there's just so much uncertainty in the market that kind of distracted me a bit. I wanted to, I was keeping an eye to see where we may be at the bottom, we were, maybe I was going to buy something else. Um, so I was watching a number of different things. Uh, and then nothing really happened. So I started looking into the yield farming side of things. I am definitely going to, I've decided this week, so I haven't done it yet, because I wanted on this show to, to just record that basically I've moved a lot of the capital that I had into um, 
into BUSD. Um, I still have bags of Polygon, Upbots, Solana, and I a little bit of Binance coin. And I have a handful of other stuff that I bought that's disappointed me. Um, yeah, so I haven't, I haven't sold it. I've just, I'm just holding it basically until it turns around. Um, but yeah, so my plan basically is to take this Binance USD and either LP it against the upbots that I have, the UBXT. I'm going to look for a farm with a high APY. So, so the challenge here is that if you look at Binance Smart Chain and BV Finance, um, and you sort by APY, you'll get all sorts of questionable coins, let's say. So Wings, BNP, I don't really like, I don't really like BNP as a pair, as a pair partner, let's say, because, um, I don't know, it's just very volatile as well. And I kind of feel like if one side of the pair is more stable, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong with this, um, but I feel like if one side of the pair is, is more stable, that that, it, that introduces less, you know, vol volatility risk. Less well, yeah, I mean, you, I mean you're, you're really... Yeah, exactly. You're getting into, I mean, some crazy IL, and it just becomes a crapshoot, really, if you have two pairs which are going to be going up and down in mm. themselves. Yeah. You know, God knows what, I mean, if, how long, I know, how, how long. How do you even calculate that risk? Basically, like it's, like you said, it's a crapshoot. Um, well, I mean, it, it could very well work out for the better. I mean, you have to realize with it, with IL or AKM permanent loss, um, when one goes up or one goes down, you'll get more of the other, which may or may not be desirable. So, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, for for a stable coin as one part of the pair, it's it's relatively easy. Um, but mm. technically. I mean, for wings, well, it's not necessarily bad or bad. Good. I mean, the, is in theory what's supposed to happen with yield farming is yield farming is that the API more than makes up for it. The the, the fees, yeah. the rates. So, um, I mean, it, it's definitely something to consider, and it's definitely what I like about this. If we are indeed going into a bear run right now, if if indeed that is the case. One thing that's great about this bear run is that there's still plenty of opportunities that didn't exist back in 2018. DeFi did not have, there wasn't really anything like this available. We didn't have Uniswap, we didn't have Cake. We didn't have any of these DEXs. We just really had BTC, we had Ethereum, and we had a shitload of ICOs and other kind of crappy coins like EOS. And there wasn't a whole lot else happening. So DeFi is, has changed a lot for, that has given, has given people some something of a safe haven. Should we find indeed find ourselves in a bear market uh, for a protracted long period of time that we can, you can just put your your, your stables and take your coins and put them into a farm and just sit let back sit back and and see what happens. So it, it's great yeah. from that point of view. Um, like, but yeah, like yeah, yield farming. It's 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 definitely there's pros and cons. Um, you have to kind of work out, look, if you have the two pairs, the two sides of the pair, which do you what do you think is the likely out, out, outcome over the, the, the period of time that you're going to keep this farm running or keep liquidity, provide liquidity, what's the likely outcome going to be, what do you expect to happen? Based upon that, you can make a good judgment. Um, if you're pretty sure that the pair is going to be relatively stable, it's, it's a great bet. 
Um, I'm actually yield farming on, on, on one coin. I'll get to it in my turn. Um, yeah, look at this. Look at this. Um, this is Volt here from Belt. Um, and it's BUSD, USDT, USDC, and DAI. So it's a four. It's not even a pair. It's a four-way. I don't know what you call that. A four-way vault um, or a four-way liquidity provision. But those are all stable coins. Yeah. None of those should move too much. And you're going to get forty-one point nine three percent APY on that. Which well, there you go. Which well, is pretty nice. And and beefy like the great thing about beefy is that they will take your whatever the reward token is. They'll take that and they'll just automatically turn it back into into more of the LP tokens that you already have. Compounds. So basically, yeah, and it compounds. So on, on a daily basis, they increase the size of your bag so that your bag is continually compounding and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and when you're talking about four stable coins, you know, the only real risk there from my perspective is that the US goes into some crazy hyperinflation mode where um, you know where they've just they've just printed too many dollars and it's just uh, yeah I don't know I don't know um, so you, basically with that you are putting all your your eggs in the in the dollar basket let's say um, well I mean you, you, know, you don't there's, there's there's risk with everything then if that's the case you know because if if the dollar collapses then it's going to have a knock-on effect into crypto as well to some degree um, so there's there's nothing that's it's safe. Safe, safe. Um, you know, there's nothing that's not a risk, technically speaking, from any sort of uh, you know macroeconomic um, big picture, big picture movements. But as you know, if if you really want to, to you know, for a short term play, I think you know stable coins are fine. Um, that that's a pretty decent, uh, nice kind of rate return. Absolutely. Better than anything you get in the bank. Single APY on wings is eleven point zero eight thousand percent. I didn't see that K there. I just thought it was eleven. What no, the hell is wings? What yeah, is wings? I don't know either. It's it's probably a total shit coin. Usually when they're really really high like this, it's a it's a very sketchy product. Look, look at this swamp. Eight hundred and fifty seven percent APY. I mean that's pretty nice. Um, 857 percent is pretty nice, but it's not as Just, nice as 11,000 percent. No, but the problem is, you know, it, for anyone who's looking at these kind of figures and getting seduced by the, the APR rates, yeah. the, the big problem is, is that these coins could go up to zero in a very short period of time. So, you're getting yeah. 11, 11,000 11, percent on nothing is still, yep, is, is shitty. So um, you want don't to be necessarily be certain of the projects that you're investing in. That's yeah. for sure. Now, occasionally you can come across yield farms that, for whatever reason, do hold their value, that don't collapse, that aren't rug pulls, that aren't scams. And um, they they do come. Farm was probably my my best one. I don't know if you remember. Um, it, it got did get hacked, which kind of uh, pulled the rug from it. But while it was going, it was it was harvest. Harvest farm, yeah. So at the moment, it's not doing very much. But it was uh, back in October last year. Was uh, one of the bigger yield farming staking plays. That's where the phrase, you know, it ain't much, but it's honest work came from. Those guys started using that. So they all the kind of the cheesy farm iconogra iconography and paraphernalia that you see kind of with a lot of these big yield farming plays. Those guys right. originated. Just as by the way, they started it. <laughs> RDL. 
yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. a lot of that stuff came from them. So, so basically, just to sum up my my thousand X, and then I'm gonna stop uh, screen sharing. Basically, I'm about. I might try and round that up to about two thousand USD by selling off a little bit of some of the others. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll try and I'll have a look at rebalancing a little bit, maybe, and depending on what's happening. Uh, I'm not going to sell Polygon at the moment, obviously. Um, but yeah, or I might reduce it to fifteen hundred. We'll see. But I'm going to find some way to yield farm this this week, and I'm going to try and find the highest APY yield farm that I can find that I feel relatively certain isn't going to be a rug. I don't want to lose a couple of grand even. It's probably going to be something in the region of about, yeah, it'll probably be a pair and it'll probably be a grand on each side. So it'll be a couple of grand. I'm not going to want that to, to rug or to do some shady shit. So, um, so yeah, so unfortunately that means that when you go to these sites like Beefy or whatever, I'm actually not sure what's going on with Beefy at the moment because I looked at this before and the APYs were much, much higher. Um, so I don't know, maybe they've taken a bunch of vaults offline or something. But yeah, there was lots of there were lots of things that were more like this, like around a thousand percent. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's happened there since we started recording the show, but 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 basically tonight after the show or tomorrow probably um i'm gonna de- do a deep dive on a few of the really high APR ones and see who are the projects like is it a total scam like what's going on um you know what's the likelihood that it's going to be around in three months and if it looks like it could still be around in you know six months let's say or a year or five years then fuck it, I'm going to jump on that um, APY gravy train and see what happens, basically. Yeah, it, these these projects do exist. So the the, the unicorns, you know, they're out there. The the projects with the, the you know the 10k APY that aren't rugs, that aren't scams. They're just you might happen to ha- to find them quite early, mm. and they don't have much. There's not many people on the farm, so consequently that the the APIs are insane. That that and it never lasts, but it can last long enough for you to take advantage. And of course, if you're in early as well, like you're obviously, you bought in um, when liquidity was quite low. So if you bought in, for example, maybe 50 grand or something like this, or a low amount of, or sorry, not liquidity, but market cap, um, as it grows, you will be farming, you'll get nice API and then the, the, the market cap will grow with that as well. So these projects are out there. They do exist now. They might be thinner on the ground compared to say three months ago, or you know a pancake swaps heist back in February, January. Uh, but they do exist, and it's really a case of just you know doing the the the, the grunt work, doing the, the the necessary DD, going into the the Telegram group. Um, I find that's always a good barometer as to how yeah. legit a project is. The kind of people that are mm-hmm. in there. What sort of stuff they're saying? Um, how are they behaving? Is the at- atmosphere juvenile? Is it kind of very childish? Is it just mainly memes and a lot of low IQ conversation, or is there, you know, is is a bit, say, a bit more serious? Like our memes and all that stuff are good, but you know, when it's just kind of just, you know, reminds you of, of a bunch of kids kind of thrown, you know, being at school and they're throwing their their books around in the class. You know, like get the hell out of here. This looks like something which could go uh, pear shaped very quickly. 
Mm -hmm. um, that's never a guarantee, of course, but it's it's just an indicator. It's just one of many indicators that you can use to judge um, whether something is legit or not. So, telegrams group is, are always a good good place to start. You know, do a bit of, of, of sniffing around and see what's the vibe there. That's a good. You know, my instinct is usually good for this kind of thing as to whether you know it it has any kind of longevity. Um, or whether yeah. it's going to end in tears, you know, you can usually kind of judge what kind of people are in there and what their ultimate goals are as to where, not just, you know, where the project is probably going to end up. So, yeah, absolutely. And you can look at the admins activity levels. Um, you know, are people yeah. saying, is this a scam? Is this a scam? If any, if there's any mention of the word scam or people saying, Oh, I don't want to say it, but like, it's a word that begins with S cause I'll get banned, blah, blah, blah. You know, steer clear basically. But like, um, yeah. Just just before I close down my screen, I just want to do a quick some quick back of the napkin math for people, um, just to demonstrate like how profitable some of this yield farming can be. Right now, this this Marsh BNB Marsh BNB is a pair here, um, and again, I'm I got to be honest, I'm a little gun shy of of choosing BNB, but but let's just look at this for a second, right? APR. 479.83%. That means basically that's the percentage return on investment you get in a year uncompounded. So if you don't do anything to compound it. Also, it's a variable amount. So it's actually slightly misleading in the sense that it's unlikely that it'll be 478% for the entire year. In fact, it's almost no. guaranteed it will not be that. Um, so that's, that's, really that the, that's the API at that moment in time. Just that moment in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's based yeah. on a year. It's based on 12 months. Um, and usually these things are paid out like hourly, minutely, or, or daily. Um, but like I always find if you click on this little thing here on, on PancakeSwap, um, it shows you, it gives you much better breakdown. So let's look, let's look just for argument's sake at a 30-day window. Um, so it's saying per thousand dollars that you've got staked in this farm you're going to get 26.65 cake back that's around 480 85 dollars something in that range uh so per hundred sorry per thousand dollars you're going to get about 485 dollars every month back okay so for me that means to make 485 dollars per day i need in that month, I need 30 grand worth of LP in there. That's pretty nice, man. You just if, stake if 30 grand? If that's what you get, yeah. it, it certainly is. I mean, um, but I mean, if you're looking at nice that passive pair, income. Well, yeah, risk, I mean. I mean, the risk this, obviously is that whatever the fuck this is, Marsh or BNB go. Actually, I don't think it matters if, if they move very much. I think the cake is still the same. The the APR changes relative to um you know obviously to your stake in the pool so like if suddenly yeah. there's an influx of like a lot of new investment into the pool well then you're gonna you're not gonna lose but I'm pretty sure the cake is guaranteed at the start from pancake swap like they sell yeah. a certain amount of cake per pool yeah your 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 rate of return is 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 more or less constant but what you have to be wary of is is IL. I mean, the parity you're putting in, like what's going to happen yeah. with them. So Marsh, I have no idea what that is. Uh, obviously, b, &B um, we're all familiar with b, b but Marsh, I don't know what that is. I, um, I mean, Neither. that could go to zero. Could Good. get you into, into a lot of trouble. Um, 
So there's, that's that's the real the big risk of, of um, yeah. I don't do you... I don't do very much of it myself. I think it's you know it's. I mean, there's definitely you have to be risks. Very there's no question. There's definitely yeah. risks. I mean, if your thirty grand goes down, if your marsh disappears, or sorry, if your BNB disappears because there's a rogue or something, and you end up with a lot of marsh that's worth nothing because the project turns out to be a scam, then your thirty grand is gone, and you've only got the. All you have to show for it is the cake that you got in APR. So yeah, like it's going to take a long time to. Well, it's not going to take that long, but it's going to take a while to get back. It's going to take sixty days to get back your original investment. It's really a cake. It's really a case of you know wanting your cake and eating it as well. Like you know, in this instance, you know. Yeah, but this is a case where you can have your cake and eat it as well. well that's, that's what, what I love about it. You can have your cake and eat it here. You know. And that's you know that's the way to be you know nice and greedy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a dad joke. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my dad, I, my dad actually, my parents found out about the podcast last week, so they might be listening to this as well. So, um, nice. my dad, if he happens to be watching this, he is the worst. He is the worst person for dad jokes. Oh really? Oh, oh sweet Jesus! Yeah, yeah. that Just, that sounds about right. That that seems. That seems like it could be so true. That's the sort of thing. Based on what I know about you, I'm saying that. It seems like it could be true. <laughs> you strike me as the kind of guy who has a dad who, who just cracks out the dad jokes nonstop. Oh, they're just horrific. But, you know, that's part of who he is, you know. <laughs> ah, that's great, though. That's great. All right, that's man, so that's me done. Uh, I think next week... Um, just to quickly sum up what, where I'm going next week, and then maybe you can do yours and sum up where you're going next week, and then, then we'll pretty much we can wrap this puppy up. But um, I think, like as I say, I'm going to try and yield farm. I'm going to look for the best one. I'm going to investigate the pair. When I find something I think looks solid, not a scam, I'm going to jump in with a couple of grand, and I will report next week on what seven days of that looks like in terms of yield. Sounds good. That's me. Well, over to me, I guess. And there is. Yes, sir. This has been, I think, the literally the most boring week since we started this. Uh, was it almost three months ago, I think? Yeah. And in terms of literally, um, I am pretty much identical to the place I was. Um, oh, yeah. Well, then you're better than me. You've done better than me again, buddy, because I'm down 500. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, three fifty. So you know, there's there's not a whole lot to to tell. So I'm just going to go in anyway and uh, flew around. So we'll go in and have yeah. a look at um, what's been on. Look, so, yeah, it's just as we were really, as uh, Liam Gallagher says. Um, Binance Coin is currently at three hundred sixty-seven. Which well, according you were to sell that, I thought you didn't sell it. No, no, no. Well, I got the food poisoning and kind of nothing happens. Oh, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I stuck it out. What I was going to do, well, I did sort of in the end, I picked up a small bag of something, which I'll get to now in a minute. Um, but I've more or less, yeah, I've, I've left Binance Coin alone. alone. Um, I was going to go heavier into the coin I'm about to go into. And in fact, I might, in fact, I probably will for, for, for next week. Um, but I didn't for the reasons I explained. Uh, so it's really a case of as you were. And I, I'm, I mean, Binance Coin doesn't really appear to be. Well, it, it appears to, go, to be sticking in that range more or less, um, mm. hanging between the three 
300 to 400 mark. And I think it'll, it's going to stay there until either something, either until the market restarts again and we get back into that proper, the, 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 the swing of the bull run, or we see a complete capitulation, a collapse. And I don't think that's likely to happen. I think, like as we discussed earlier, BTC is going to probably not dip much below 30, in my opinion. So while that happens, I think we can be reasonably sure that Binance Coin is going to probably not go through below 300. And I think it's reasonably good bet to, to, to think that's, that's, that's still going to happen. Plus, yeah. I mean, Binance Coin is always... The, the price action from Binance Coin over the last few weeks has been pretty impressive. It's, it's, it's clear that demand for Binance for, for BNB is still quite strong. Um, whether it's just the general hodlers or it's the fact that it's needed for gas on, on Binance Smart Chain, who knows, uh, arguably yeah. a bit of both. But it's, it's been relatively solid and the, the demand, you know, the, the price action is, is still there and it's, it's, it's performed reasonably well as well as one could have hoped um, over the last few, few weeks given the, 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 the volatility. So it's bounced back quite nice. It did 2x from its lowest up to its highest. And I, I'm pretty sure that if I could just sit here for the remainder of the challenge and, you know, might get to, to $1 million, but we probably Binance Coin would go somewhere, I, I feel. Uh, I don't think uh, a thousand bucks, if we, we do restart the, 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 the build one again, I don't think a thousand is unrealistic, maybe before the end of the year at some stage. Um, so, hmm. Sorry, just went dead there. Um, yeah, I don't oh, think okay. a thousand. I, I don't think a thousand is unrealistic, and I think we'll probably see that. You know, at the very latest blow before the end of the year, but who knows? Perhaps even sooner, um, if and when the the the, the bull, will, bull bull run resumes. So, I mean, for me, it's been a boring week um, on a lot of different levels. Um, not much has happened. There's been the dip in BTC. Um, Binance Coin is pretty much core to the seven day. It's up 2.1%, which is, you know, nothing to write home about. So um, I think that's really, me, for me, for me next week, um, what I'm looking at is this, this coin. I think I told you about this, uh, Neil, last Thursday or thereabouts, Wednesday. I don't, I don't really know what day it was. Um, Tendy Swap. Tendy Swap. So what's, what's Tendy Swap all about? Well, um, it's a Dex, like Pancake Swap, which just what the world so, needs another Dex. Just, just, just what we need. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just, just what we need. So, um, what makes this different? Well, what's what's the big deal about a Dex, and why should someone be getting excited about Dex? Well, um, the first thing I like about it is is backing. The people that are behind it are all apparently uh, well-financed Wall Street brokers. There's a serious amount of money behind it. Um, these guys are apparently planning a, an insane marketing blitz in the next few weeks. And this kind of sets it apart from kind of an, like a lot of the, the more uh, cottage uh, DIY coins, which really are being bootstrapped from money. They don't have any kind of serious financial backing. But apparently this particular coin has a serious amount of coin behind it. And... That to me sparked my interest when I first heard of it. So there's that, that's that's number one. And number two, uh, the community are a bunch of fanatics. Um, if you spend any time in their telegram, it's, it's obvious that these guys are absolutely lunatics. 
um, it's quite clear that this is it has some sort of a future like I, I, I genuinely believe that this is going somewhere just on the vibe alone and within the, the community it's 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 rare you kind of see the kind of it's rare you kind of see what I don't know it's, it's something you have to experience for yourself but that was when I first got into it that the level of activity devotion fanaticism um, dedication is yeah it's it's something that you don't see too often you know so that that was the second team that kind of drew me in and number three um, is the predictions market where you can bet on certain outcomes now I think PancakeSwap has something similar but apparently it doesn't very it doesn't work very well but these guys are making that the core of their products so that you'll be able to kind of bet on certain um, you know sporting events um, or just you know certain outcomes in life who knows so those three three things would lead me to believe that it has some sort of a bright future now how much of a bright future work where, where can it go i don't know but i'm hopefully looking at i mean at the moment it's maybe about 15 20 million market cap i, I think it could easily go to 100 um and it doesn't really seem to be impacted by wow. any shenanigans that are going on in the broader market i don't it doesn't seem to be swayed at one rate or the other um, there was a dip in the last three, four days. Seems to be caused by uh, pre-setters just dumping, um, of which there hasn't been that many. So of the to mm. total volume lots, this is an incredible figure. Apparently, of the, 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 the total amount of coins that are out there, something like 99% are either being staked or either are yield farmed. This is just ridiculous. So you have uh, the, the total kind of supply, more or less everything's locked up. And... When you look at the, the the telegram, that would kind of tally with that as well in terms of the the, the, the general attitude and the, the kind of the, the energy of the people in the telegram. So, I'm very I'm it's very bullish in this. Two thousand people. It's only two thousand people in the telegram, though, which is quite a small two, community. Two, two, two and a half. Well, yeah, it's small. But you last week down was... your screen sharing there, Ted. Sure. Uh... <laughs> I can see two of you and two of me. It's really distracting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very bullish. In, I'm very bullish in this one. I think it has a long way right. to go. Um, I mean, their chart looks mental on PooCoin. I was just looking at the chart, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it dips heavily. It was, it, it hit it, it hit top of about eight bucks at the weekend or Friday or something like that, and it really crashed hard oh, of the weekend. But it's, it's recovering nicely. I think it's up close to about four again, and I think yeah. it'll. It'll inch its way back up. Um, apparently, from what I'm, I'm gathering, if you do some on-chain analysis, apparently that dip was just due to literally only a few holders lying in the just right. dumps, and that was and it's, Pretty it's heavy to over. So these are pre-sellers yeah. that got in at whatever ten cents or whatever the pre-sale price was. But yeah, I mean, just the vibe in the community yeah. is the level of activity from the mods. The, the, the developers are very visible. I have a good feeling about this one. I think it could um, it could do something anyway. So I got in, what did I get in? It was a sub tree, I think, in around that. Well, I got um, clicked. I clicked on the on the their Twitter, or sorry, their Telegram link when you were talking about it from CoinGecko. And yeah. I mean, their community is quite funny anyway. They're talking about how Jesus is, is centralized as a religion, <laughs> which... I don't know. Seems pretty funny. There's a Jesus coin apparently, which I didn't realize is a safe Jesus religion coin. 
for the, now, safe, the safe Jesus, but this is Jesus coin apparently. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, the vibe seems upbeat. I would say. I think it would be if if okay. someone is looking for a moonbag, not financial advice, but if someone is looking for a moonbag, a very speculative moonbag, you know, you want to put in one to five percent of your portfolio. This this would be a good bet. Um, I think it's it has a lot of potential. And what what's really what stands out of all this? So we have the community, which is solid. Um, but the, the actual product utilities is good as well. But the the financial backing as well is is rare in this space. It's not. I mean, you do get it obviously from time to time. Um, BSC Pad was probably a notable example that of, of a project that really did have significant financial backing from the get go. And uh, that applies to a lot of the, 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 the different BSC projects. But these guys have have millions behind them. Um, uh, the, 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 the owners are, the, I don't know if the devs or who they are, but they're, they're Wall Street guys and they have, they have a few quid apparently. And there is a big marketing, multi-million marketing campaign coming up. Apparently the, the, yeah. the pump last week was they wanted to test out some marketing efforts. They did a few things and... It went from three to eight in a day or two, and that was like, it was like this was just them flexing their muscles. So, whether you believe this or not, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's I like mean, it's all every, more smoke and mirrors. Every deck looks just looks like a copy of. Well, that's because it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is a copy. Swap. It is a copy, and Pancake Swap is a copy of Uniswap. You know, they're all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. It's mad, mad bananas. Yeah. Interesting. So right now on on their decks, you can only you can only farm Tendi. Yeah. As a pair against uh, all sorts of things. But like this, the APRs are quite nice. They're decent. Yeah. I'm staking my Tendi. There's two hundred and fifty-seven percent APR, which is which is three thousand and sixty-seven Tendi per one thousand dollars. Or no, sorry, well, 60. Yeah, fuck it. I might I might scoop up a bag of that then as well. Um, maybe that's yeah. what I'll farm, 10D, 10D BUSD. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's okay. cheap I, at the I, moment too, so. Yeah, I think a speculative, speculative uh, moonbags go, I think this is probably one of the best ones. I mean, you never know with these kind of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, yeah. it's probably solid enough if you want to go in a few handful of percent for a moon bag and a moon bag for it's as the name implies it's uh, somewhat of a, of a speculative risky investment that um you know it's going to be highly volatile you should expect big swings you should expect to maybe wake up one morning and find it's down 50 percent it's not something you'd really actively say day trade it's something you just pick up a relatively small bag yeah. no more than you can afford to lose and you prepare for the fact that it could go to dust. And I've had many moon bags, which indeed that has happened to. But, you know, many more have paid off as well. So you, yeah. you really have to just weigh it up. But treat it as, 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 as something that is speculative um, in that sense. But uh, this one, I think, could be could do something. And it appears to be it's, it's holding up quite well, given the, the, the current market conditions. And the, 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 they have, it's not just a, a, like um, a useless meme coin. Hype coin. It does seem to have utility as much as utility goes. 
Mm. And the community seems to be particularly fanatical and they have financial backing. So it, for me, yeah. it's, it seems okay. So I've gone in, not huge, but enough. Um, so that if it does pay off, it can pay off quite handsomely. So Nice. So that's for me. And next week I will be, I will be updating, increasing my position. Um, whether I go, because I mean, how many BNB do I have here? Probably 20, I think. Was it 21? I don't think I'll go in that hard. Um, maybe half, five, I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. I'll have oh. to figure out what what's... You know, it would be a big commitment to go into that to that level, but uh, some of it will be attendees. I see. I I get nervous when when CoinGecko doesn't have a market cap there, and we have to rely on KuCoin for for market cap. Yeah, like KuCoin's market cap data is wrong a lot, as as I understand it. Now, yeah. I'd be wrong about that, but no, no, no you're, well, you're you're right because what KuCoin does is it looks at the total um, inflated supply and it basically takes that as the market cap so you know if well, you have a coin that's that not is the same as circulating supply right no no the circulating supply is well there's the max supply could be whatever the hell it is could be 100 million for example but there might only be 10 million circulating in that prison present moment in time like you might have some might be released um you know the rest might come from yeah. whoever or wherever but yeah yeah the um the market cap that PooCoin would give is that that total fully diluted market cap, which is irrelevant. You don't want that. But in this instance, this is actually the the, the, the dead on market cap, as far as I know, pretty much. So all the tokens are in circulation. Well, the, the PooCoin for Tendi is the right one, more or less, I think. Um, so I don't, well, I don't mean... know. Well, well, if that's true, that would mean that the the total market cap is in circulation. So, one hundred percent of tokens are in circulation right now. That's the only way Putin could be right. If well, they, I don't, they well, I'm this. not. I I don't. See, this is the thing. I'm not really sure if it's if Pucoin, uh where it gets its data from. Um, maybe sometimes mm. it does. I don't know, but maybe maybe the guys have some way of. I mean, if you look at uh attendees you look at PooCoin, it says is total supply of 5102 um, which gives it a, a market cap of 20 million almost 19 oh, so they've only got 5 million tokens that's it as far as i know that's right now it's i don't know how to, I, I don't know how PooCoin. i mean from what the guys were saying in the group that is the actual right market cap like it's spot on and that's the right circulating supply so i don't know um yeah. could be wrong don't know but um for in this instance i'm pretty sure that i that is the right data but they're definitely a lot of the time pucoin does not get it right so the point is don't trust it until you have right. information that, that that otherwise confirms that information is correct you should always check it out and in fact the same applies to mm. to um coin gecko as well i mean the information there isn't always correct either it's, it can be off um uh, when it, when a project initially lists the the, the market cap gets that get the question mark you know and updating it can take almost months so I mean it depends on the project absolutely like, actually yeah. they can absolutely. be very fast I think it took us about two yeah. days or three days yeah <clears throat> so big projects depends on the project yeah, yeah sure it depends on the project um 
All right, cool. Well, that's that's awesome, dude. Um, definitely gonna look at that as well. Then, thanks for that, Alpha. Uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up, or are we good to go? Well, attendees. I mean, I don't think there is nothing really. Cool. Nothing comes to mind really. That that that. that you know, All in right. terms of my plans for next week, I think it's. Uh, I'm I'm big time focusing attendees, and then kind of looking at. Um, the bigger oil coins i'll keep an eye on them might maybe do some day trading but or not no you know it's turned on by bitcoin at the moment in the sense that um well not not well, not especially it could 3x hey yeah 100k is not <laughs> 100k is not okay, well, we'll, the realms of we'll come back next week and you know elon musk has bought up a thousand uh, ten thousand bitcoin you know it's it's, it's shut up yeah. no no it's i mean I'm, I'm always interested in bitcoin from the point of view it's, it's a great overall market indicator it's certainly yeah, yeah. foolish not to look at it from that point of view um yeah in terms of increase my position no absolutely not all right Tricky. well in that case thanks everybody if you're still with us for listening we'll do this again next week. Adios, folks.